This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today I'm talking to Rebecca Rice. She is a family photographer and educator who has mastered the art of mini sessions and is here to tell us all about it. She has been able to make three to four thousand dollars during her mini sessions, and that is only working two to three hours during each set of minis. Something that I really love about this interview is that Rebecca tells us how she makes mini sessions manageable. She tells us all about her workflow, how she plans for them, and her backup plan in case weather doesn't cooperate. Let's dive into this interview with Rebecca. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I know your story about how you got into photography is something that many people will be able to relate to. Can you kind of tell us about how you got into photography and where you are now? Yeah, for sure. So um, I started photography, honestly, a little bit by accident um, because my sister was in a photography class in college. And so she, of course, is playing around with her camera. And my mom was a um, wedding photographer back in the day. So we have been around the camera for a while, but that's when I really picked it up for myself and, you know, started playing with it. And then when had my daughter, I started shooting way more um, just to capture her milestones and memories. And as I was posting things to my own social media, I had family friends start reaching out asking me to do their photo sessions for them. And so I thought, okay, like, let's just make this thing real. And so that's when I launched my business and um, got going from there. So it's, it's been a wild ride. And now I am on year three in my business. It really took off um, in the last, you know, last year. And I just went full time, actually, in my business, I could have gone full-time last year and it just wasn't the right time for our family and so this year I went full-time a couple weeks ago and loving it it's going great that is so exciting I know finding that the balance between trying to run a business and start it up and still working a full-time job can be super tricky how how was that trying to manage those two and how is it now being able to focus fully on photography yeah, it was definitely a an adventure trying to balance the two. You know, I, I love my full-time job. I was a youth pastor for five years. I worked at the church for nine. So it was a long time that I was there. And balancing the two, I had to learn to manage my time like an expert, especially because I'm also a mom and a wife. And so um, to balance family in the mix, you know, managing my time was the most important. And so taking full advantage of the time that I had to work on my photography photography business, that was key, you know, whether that be nap time or bedtime or, you know, whenever outside of normal office hours, um, I had to get really creative and um, just be really efficient with the time that I did have. Yes, yes. And we are living a very similar life because our kids are both one in three. And I was, yes. I was in the same boat where I went from full time and then trying to manage my photography business and all of that. So I can relate to everything that you are saying right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And it's nice being full time now. I feel like all of a sudden a whole new world has opened up because I'm not having to balance as much. 
So um, I'm still navigating what that looks like in the day to day, but it's really awesome to be able to just put my full energy there. Yes, it's so exciting. So before we dive deep into mini sessions, can you tell me why you love mini sessions so much? Yeah, honestly, they're the biggest bang for my buck when it comes to my time. And so, you know, for me having so, you know, such limited time, I needed to find how I can make the most money in the smallest, you know, time investment. And so I make way more doing two hours of mini sessions than I do doing a full session. And so I'm a huge believer in doing minis whenever possible. I know some people say, well, I would never do mini sessions in peak seasons because that's when everybody wants photos. I'm the opposite. I'm like, that is when everybody should be doing (laughs) mini sessions because you are way maximize your time and you make way more doing it. And so I, I do still shoot full sessions, but minis are where the bulk of my income comes from um, during those peak seasons for sure. I have to ask this question because I want people to realize how profitable minis can be. About how much do you make on a weekend of minis? Yeah, so at a minimum, I'll make about $3,000 for two hours of minis. And that's after upselling. I don't do IPS in-person sales. All of the upselling is done automatically through their emails um, after their sessions. But I mean, at a minimum, 3000 At a maximum, I'm looking at upwards to 4000 for two hours. So you can see it's quite lucrative. Yes, yes. And that is why we are here talking about mini sessions today, because I want people to realize what you can do with mini sessions and how profitable they can actually be. So planning mini sessions, I know can be really overwhelming for some people, just kind of looking at the logistics of everything. Can you kind of tell us how you plan your minis? Yeah. So at the start of each year, I like to do like a broad overview of what minis that I would like to do that year, obviously being flexible, knowing things will probably change, but just to kind of get me in the right mindset. And then from there, I give myself about six weeks to advertise because that gives me plenty of time to fill all my spots and open up more dates if I need to. And so for those six weeks. Before that, if I know that I need to take promo shots to advertise, maybe I haven't done that set of minis before, I make sure and get those done before those six weeks so that I have everything in hand that I need to be able to advertise. And then like logistically, I only advertise one day at a time, which again is like kind of counterintuitive to what most people think. They think, well, give all your options and let people choose. Well, for me, I found that it works best to give people fewer options. And so I let one day of minis fill up. And when I say a day, I mean a two to three hour time block. I hate shooting longer than three hours. So it's not really a whole day, but I let, you know, a time block fill up and then I'll open up another date. And so this helps create scarcity and makes me look in high demand because I'm able to say, wow, I had a day of minis fill up. I have to open up another day. And, you know, I could have in my mind, that I'm planning to open up four days, but I do them one at a time just to make sure that I don't have holes in my schedule and things like that. I also, I use Dubsado to handle all of my bookings. That's one question I get all the time is like, how do I manage this thing? And I love it. I I should honestly be a spokesperson for Dubsado because I like preach them all the time, but I love it because 
they have a built-in scheduler. And so for mini sessions, that is key. You need some kind of scheduler. And so my clients can pick their time slots really easily. But Dubsado is amazing because you can trigger a workflow to start whenever somebody picks a time slot. And that's something that most other systems don't have. And so they, you know, 90% of my mini sessions workflows automated because once they pick their time slot, it automatically creates their project, sends their contract and invoice, moves them down the visual pipeline once their payment's made. It sends all the emails that I need. I send a questionnaire a few weeks out. I send um, my client experience guide, which is like my version of my style guide. And then their final info email a week before, payment reminders, literally everything is automated from the time that they pick their time slot. And so all I have to do is show up and shoot. Obviously it takes a little bit of setup on the back end, but that's how I shoot in such high volume because it's, you know, already done and, and automated. So I love it. The automation is key. I just actually hired yeah. a virtual assistant to set up all of that for me just to save time because I don't have time to do that right now. And knowing that when someone emails me, it will trigger the workflow has been just such, it's put my mind at ease and just taken a weight off my shoulders. Absolutely. And I mean, nobody has time to sit behind their computer and, you know, be stuck sending emails and creating projects and sending invoices. Like nobody has time for that. And so, um, especially busy moms like us, exactly. uh, the automation <laughs> is amazing. Yes, it truly is. And I feel like you get to a point in your photography business where you're like, oh, you know what? I think I do need to start outsourcing some things. And once you reach that point and start outsourcing on, and focus on the things that you really love doing instead of replying to emails and sending invoices right. and all of that stuff. Definitely. I love it. So what things have you learned throughout the years of doing minis? Like what mistakes have you made that you know, we could learn from? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I learned is to shoot minis when people are naturally looking to get photos done. So I kind of touched on this before, but there's, I feel like this misconception that floats around when you hear, you know, profitable mini sessions that people think that you have to shoot mini sessions every month to be profitable. And that's not true at all really taking advantage of those busy seasons, you know, for family photography, it's the spring and the fall. And so taking advantage of those busy seasons carries you through the slower seasons easily. And so I think just understanding that it's okay to be super booked for two seasons and then the rest use for strategy and for, you know, full sessions that can't be minis and things like that. So that was a big thing that I learned. Another thing that I learned was to price your minis to make it worth your time. Because I see so many photographers that hear mini and they think they have to charge $50. And the truth is, if you're charging under $100, you're probably losing money. And most people have never run their numbers to see that because the truth is you're not making, you know, you, you have to consider all the time that you spend on the mini session, um, marketing and then driving and shooting the minis and then editing and communicating with clients and delivering the gallery. Like there's a lot of time that goes into it. And so, you know, if, if somebody's never run their numbers and they don't know how much they're actually making hourly after expenses and taxes, odds are they're probably losing money and not charging enough. And so that was a huge thing to understand that I have to charge enough to pay myself what it's worth because I literally ran numbers with a girl the other day 
and what she was charging, I think she was walking away with like $5 an hour. (laughs) And she's like, Oh my gosh. I said, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's time to raise your prices because you're worth that, right? Like you're worth more than $5 an hour for the time that you have to spend away from your family or away from people that you care about. Like that's not okay. And so that was a huge like wake up call for me whenever I learned about pricing profitably and not just, you know, picking arbitrary numbers out of the air. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then the one more thing that I learned, I think was one of my biggest lessons is that you don't have to have a huge existing client base or honestly any client base at all to be successful with many sessions. And this like encourages people a lot when I tell them that, because a lot of people that come to me or are asking about many sessions have never done that before. And they don't have this massive client base. And so I tell them when I started shooting minis, I had zero clients. Like had never worked with anybody that wasn't related to me. And my first set of minis, I booked out 16 sessions, um, 16 mini sessions in one day, which is a lot. I don't shoot that many in a day anymore. But just knowing that I had no client base and, you know, actually right now I'm doing this again because my family is moving from Texas to Nashville and I have zero client base in Nashville. And so I am working on booking my fall and Christmas minis. And already I've booked 15 Christmas minis in a state that I don't live in and that I've never shot in. And so it's totally doable. You just, it's all about, you know, marketing and strategy and things like that. So just a piece of encouragement that if you're listening and you don't have a client base, it's okay. Minis can work for you. I love it. So what have you found to be the best way to market for mini sessions? So for me, local Facebook groups that allow advertising have been the best free marketing that I've found because the key to marketing well is to get in front of a larger audience. And, you know, I always tell people that Jasmine Starr says only 4% of your followers actually see what you're posting. And so somebody will come to me and they'll say, well, I'm posting on my Facebook page and my Instagram and I'm just not getting any bookings. And I look at them and I say, well, no wonder because only 4% of those people are actually (laughs) seeing your stuff. And so, um, you know, I, I preach that it is so important to get in front of that larger audience. And so Facebook groups are a really great way to do that because it's free. (laughs) Yay. And, you know, it has thousands of people in there that are local to you that are looking for what you're offering, right? Especially like, let's say the fall, for example, there are so many moms looking for fall photos because every Everybody needs them for their Christmas cards. And so that's a great place that I have found is, you know, just popping in those mom groups and getting bookings that way. And, you know, that, that has just worked super well for me. Another thing is if you do have a client base, keeping them as an email list is a great way to market because, you know, I'll, I'll send, I call them my VIPs. So I'll send all my VIPs, any new mini sessions that I'm opening. And I tend to book several sessions through them first before I even open it up to the public because they're so used to booking with me. So I have a lot of families that'll book at least two minis a year, if not more. And, you know, one in the spring, one in the fall, or, you know, a specialty mini or something like that. And so that helps to have an email list, um, you know, just growing as you continue to book people. So those are my big two that I found local Facebook groups and my email. 
I love that. And right now with COVID, those are things that you can do safely without being out and about trying to advertise and, you know, do networking outside of the house. So I love that those are things that we can do right now. Absolutely. And, you know, if you are like me and you have kids, you can do it, you know, on your phone, you can be, you know, scrolling through Facebook and messaging people and things like that. And you don't have to leave the house to be able to do it. So that's yes. Too. Yes, I love that. So do you have a set workflow that you go through during many sessions to help it run smoothly? Can you give us an idea of what kind of that looks like? Yeah. So I always shoot with the full gallery in mind because I had briefly mentioned that I upsell my gallery after the session. So for those that may not be familiar with upselling, basically I tell them that there are five images included in their mini session price, but I deliver a gallery of about 20 photos. And so I give them the option to either just take their five or they can purchase more from there. And so I know that I want to fill a whole gallery, you know, 20 photos of must have shots. And so I, this is going to sound a little funny, but I do the exact same poses for every single family. Obviously there's a little bit of variation based on the location or like the age of their kids and things like that. But the core poses that I do, the purpose I do that is that it creates must have shots. So I start shooting the whole family together. Obviously, everybody wants that shot. And then I get some of just mom and the kids. I get some of just dad and the kids. I get some of the kids together. I get some of the kids individually, which if they have, let's say, three kids, that's three must-have shots right there. And then I get the whole family again, just in case, because a lot of the times the families have like loosened up and um, these tend to turn out a little bit better than the beginning ones. And then I always get shots of just mom and dad too. And I can't tell you how many times people tell me, oh man, we haven't had photos of just the two of us since we got married. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's time. So yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I try to get those too, but you know, I, I shoot all of these shots. If everybody cooperates, I can get them done in about seven minutes because I run this exact same play every single time. So I know what's next. I don't have to think about what poses to do or come up with ideas on the spot. I know exactly what I'm doing. And so it takes about seven minutes and that gives me plenty of time to interact with the kids. Or um, if a kid needs like to warm up to me a little bit to start smiling, like it gives me time for that or just like chat with mom and dad for a little bit. And, you know, thankfully I've only had about two kids ever cry the whole time. <laughs> People always say, what if 15 minutes isn't enough for the, I mean, I've shot hundreds and hundreds of families in many sessions and I've only had two ever cry the entire time. And honestly, in those mom and dad like embraced it and they understood yep. <laughs> that it was their current season of life. And it's like, you know what, this is just our life right now and that's okay. And so we captured memories. Like that's what we were there for was to capture memories. And so they were like thrilled with the overall gallery that they got. Obviously couldn't get smiling ones, but that's okay. And you know, as a mom of two littles, I get it. Like if, yes. if the kid's not having it, the kid's not having it and you can't do anything about it. And I, as a mom would embrace that and be like, you know what? there's always next time. <laughs> and we get to, you know, those same families that the kid cried the whole time, the next set of minis that we did, they did amazing. And so we got to like celebrate together on the growth of like, remember last time and now look how great <laughs> they did. And so it all, you know, ends with a happy ending, but yeah. So 
the workflow. I, I follow the exact same thing every single time and it helps everything go super smoothly. It takes the guesswork and the thinking out of it. And I just found that that works super well. Yeah, that is so helpful. It's when you have a workflow that you're going through, it, it helps just everything go so much more smoother than if you're like, Oh, what do I do next? So have that workflow down, right. even write it out if that helps, but kind of know what shots oh, yeah. that you want to get for, for each session. Definitely. And I, I tell my assistant, I tell her, you know, if you have to write down and like, look at your phone, you know, to reflect on your notes to make sure you don't miss a shot, do that. Like nobody's going to get mad at you for doing that, you know? Right. When I first started out, I was always so nervous that I would write out a shot list and I was always so nervous to grab that piece of paper and look at the shot list. But the people that you're, whoever you're photographing, they won't care. They probably won't even notice. Right. <laughs> so no, they won't. Take your time and take a breath and everything will be okay. <laughs> Definitely. So for right now for mini sessions, do you use props with COVID going on and everything? How do you go about that? Yeah, great question. So the majority of my fall minis actually don't have props. I just pick beautiful backgrounds, you know, beautiful locations and we shoot there because I know that families aren't like super all about the props just for, you know, Christmas card photos. But um, my specialty sessions like Christmas and things like that, that do have props. Um, this year, what I'm doing is those props are more going to be like a backdrop, if you will. They're, they're not going to be things that kids are going to be touching. And so it'll, it'll be behind them or, you know, in a place that they can't be touching. Um, we aren't going to, are going to share a bunch of things and stuff like that. I am cleaning between every single session. I am still doing mine back to back, but that's because I know that I never use the full time. And so I'm going to have time to be able to clean and sterilize before the next family. But some people that are newer with minis are planning on leaving like a five minute gap in between each session to be able to clean. So whatever you feel more, more comfortable with, I highly suggest either minimal props or no props and then leaving time to sanitize between. Perfect. Yeah. It's definitely a different time in, in our lives yeah. right now, <laughs> but definitely ways to work, work with, you know, all the COVID issues and whatnot. So and then oh, one yeah, last definitely. question for you when it comes to rescheduling. So if your minis are outside and it's a rainy day, how do you go about rescheduling those families that have sessions on, on that day? Yeah. So I like to leave enough room in my schedule for rain out days. I don't typically um, tell them when they book, Hey, this is the rain out day. I just leave the space in my schedule just in case. And then the week of our session, I'll check the weather. And if we're forecasted for rain, I email all of them and just say, Hey, you know, in that final info email, I say, I am aware that the weather is not looking great. I'm going to keep an eye on it and I'll let you know. And so I try not to make that call until like, the day before because we live in Texas and <laughs> Texas weather is bipolar. And so yes, it, is. <laughs> um, it, it literally can change one second. And so I try to make the call as late as I can. If it's super clear that it's going to be storming um, at that point, I will go ahead and reschedule um, the earlier, the better, you know, as early as I can. But what I do is I email everybody and tell them, Hey, you know, it's going to rain. We're going to have to reschedule. We're moving everybody to the next date. So let's say they book on a Saturday. I say, okay, we're going to move to, you know, two Saturdays from now, 
same times. And that is key because it removes um, choices. <laughs> you want to, and that sounds kind of funny, but if people have too many choices, um, it'll mess everything up. And having to coordinate with eight people's schedules is awful. And so I just tell them to make it super easy across the board. We're moving everybody to a different date at the exact same times. If you have a conflict, let me know. And so most of the time, all the families are really flexible and they're able to do that. Um, they're understanding because I don't control the weather. And so um, they're willing to stretch their schedule a little bit if they need to. Occasionally, I will have a couple families that say, hey, I just can't do that day. Do you have another option in mind? And so you know, if that's the case, then I tack them on to a different date of minis that I'm doing. If I have another date, you know, floating around of existing clients. And if I don't, then last, you know, worst case scenario is I do a one-off session for them. We do their mini session, um, just on a date that works for them. I try my hardest not to do that because it's not the best use of my time, right. To drive however long to go shoot a 15 minute session. That's why minis are amazing because they're blocked in a time block. And so that has only happened like once or twice. Most of the time people can either move to the date that I say, or they are able to move to a different set of minis and a different date. Sometimes it's, it's a different location or a different theme, but they're generally pretty flexible and it works well. So I know you have a course on minis. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I do. I have a whole course that, you know, this is like barely skimming the surface of mini sessions. I could talk about minis all day, but in my course, um, I go into super depth about exactly what I do to book my sessions, how I can market. I go into free marketing. I go into paid marketing. I go about really in depth about how you should be pricing and timing your minis, like literally anything that you could possibly ask about mini sessions we hit in the course. So I do have that available on my website. And then I also have a free class available where I talk for an hour about specifically timing, pricing, and marketing your minis. And so that can be found at pricephoto.com slash free class. So super simple to find. And most people find that to be really, really helpful. Um, and it answers a lot of their questions. So yeah, I hope that helps. Yeah. Thank you. And if we want to find you on social media, where can we find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Rice Photography um, or Facebook. Just search Rebecca Rice Photography. You'll find me. I also have a Facebook group full of photographers. It's called Mom Photography 101. So if you search that in Facebook, you'll find it. Um, we have a little over 7,000, almost 8,000 members now. So that's amazing. And you don't have to be a mom to join, but you do have to be a woman. And so I know people are like, what? What about the men? That's just the, the environment that we created there. And so, but we, we'd love to have you join us there just for some community and like-minded women. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.